Okay, now that I know what I'm looking at, which is the fringy mini for this week, of course, I don't even know where my head was at. I'm going to leave it in your hands because I have no one else's hands to leave it into. (laughs) Feel good, which includes UFOs because they make us feel good. Feel bad now with even more bad news. The bad news just continues. It just keeps on growing. The bad news overfloweth. Feelings uncertain. And can't choose between good or bad feelings, which may be the same category. It may not. We're not sure. But I am filing things in either one, which leads me to believe that they are separate headings. <laughs> is there no feeling science anymore? There is. There, it's restocked. But I, okay. I would, I, I'd let that one build up. Okay, let's let it build up. Yes. Let's, before we felt like science yeah. again. Okay. Well, I am really curious about can't choose between feeling good or feeling bad and what separates it from undecided. Well, that I can't tell you. Um, That one's forever going to... But I might be able to decipher it if I hear this article. That one's going to forever remain a mystery, probably. Unless someone's dedicated enough to pull aside each category we've done to see what is setting it apart let's just pick it random let's go with this one so this article is from some sort of symbol news oh okay abc news i don't know it's a weird symbol looks like a candy and it's by james dunlevy from 5th of december 2022 specifically 10 17 a.m that may have contributed to why we are feeling not being able to choose between good or bad feelings and it's titled stop calling the last thylacine benjamin tasmanian tiger researchers say poor benjamin there's a picture of I may have to stop after this article. We'll see. So it came at the end of a press conference for scientists announcing the news they had solved a mystery surrounding the last ever thylacine. Researcher Robert Paddle and museum curator of vertebrate zoology, Catherine Medlock, said on Monday they had managed to track down the remains of the final thylacine to die in captivity, which had been thought lost. Might I also add, had thought been named Benjamin. Well, exactly. Because it even says so in the title. Speaking to reporters at the Tasmanian Museum and Art Gallery, Dr. Paddle credited Dr. Medlock for her work in examining archival records, including the taxidermist annual reports. Deducing the remains had erroneously been entered into the museum's education collection rather than the zoological collection, following its death in 1936. It had worked out the remains had been used as a touring science exhibit with its skin showing the flattened areas where school children had been allowed to pat it. <laughs> That's a little bit morbid when you say it that way. But you know what they're talking about. You see it all Come long. pet the last remaining remnants of this species. Come pet it. Until it was stored in a cupboard at the museum until the 1980s before being moved to more suitable accommodation at another Tasmanian Museum and Art Gallery. They're just calling it PMAG now. And then Lost. Yes. Their detective work had identified that set of remains as being the skin and skeleton of the last ever Tasmanian tiger. And it is there the press conference probably would have ended. Oh man, we're getting, something's going to happen. But for another question from a reporter who asked Dr. Paddle about Benjamin, a name which often accompanies stories, videos, and online discussion about the last thylacine. With a laugh, then an exhalation of breath. Dr. Paddle launched into something which, by the tone of his voice, had clearly caused him some exasperation. 
quote, in Maine, 1968, an individual approached Graham Pizzi, the Victorian naturalist, and said, quote, a quote within a quote, I'm the last curator at Hobart Zoo, end quote, and end quote, he said. <laughs> he tells this fantastic story of the last specimen thylazine being mailed and called Benjamin, of it being tame and of it being fed live rabbits. Can those both be true? Both tame and eating live rabbits? Mm. Like, what if you had a pet rabbit? Well, I don't know if they're talking about the rabbits. No, but okay, never mind. Continue. Okay, <laughs> okay. The individual Dr. Paddle is referring to is Frank Darby, whose story referring to the last thylacine as Benjamin was published in the Melbourne Press in 1968, but didn't filter down to Tasmania until the 1980s. Quote, suddenly there was an explosion of Benjamin, not just in newspaper articles, but in videotapes, DVDs, poems. Dr. Paddle said once Darby's story of Benjamin being fed live animals for show reached Tasmania, local reporters tracked down Allison Reed, whose father ran the zoo until his death in 1935 and who worked there herself. I'm so curious why they don't want his name to be Benjamin. Ms. Reed told reporters in no uncertain terms that nobody called Frank Darby was ever a keeper of animals at Hobart Zoo, Dr. Paddle said. She took incredible offense at the idea that her father and herself were feeding live prey to their carnivores at a public exhibition, he said. Dr. Paddle said Frank Darby exposed himself as knowing nothing about the species when he asserted it was mute, voiceless. This was a myth created by the farmers and bookies in the 1920s when everybody was saying thylacines were out there destroying the sheep industry and the reasons you can't find them is they don't make a sound, he said. Despite the Darby story being debunked semi-regularly, the Benjamin story has persisted to the annoyance of Dr. Paddle. Well, this is kind of letting me down. It was female and it certainly was not called Benjamin. It was an unfortunate myth created by a bullshit artist of the first degree. <laughs> what he said is tragic and it is time to remove it from the literature. With popular web pages still referring to Benjamin, including the National Museum of Australia, Wikipedia, the New York Post, the Times, UK, the Smithsonian and Australian Geographic. We should have covered this with the Smithsonian cover-ups. Yeah. It's one of those other cover-ups, the real name of the last thylacine. It would seem that there is a way to go before Dr. Paddle's wish is fulfilled. I really thought there was going to be more of a twist on why we shouldn't call him Benjamin. Or a threat, even. But there was neither. Or yeah. <laughs> fucking kill you. <laughs> Those Australians. So, I mean, it really held with my can't choose between good and bad. And I just go by feel on the title of the article. So I feel like I filed that one really correctly. Because it wouldn't have fit under feeling uncertain. It was definitely right in the middle. That leaves us right where we opted for. Yeah, I'm actually really disappointed. It didn't end with any sort of, by the way, his name was Marbles or something like that. Her name was Marble. Yeah. <laughs> Marble the thylacine. Marble. I like that. And, uh, or thylacina no. or something like that. Yeah. No, it was just don't call it Benjamin. No threats or anything. It was kind of lackadaisical in that sense. Yeah, and in fact they went really mm -hmm. far in debunking the fact that the guy who came up with the name Benjamin was full of shit without saying the name wasn't Benjamin. Just that the, he was full of shit. Yeah. And had never been. It's kind of like saying that zebras don't exist because some guy in Michigan is saying it. Just pulling a bit from our man episode and saying, like, he's never been there. We don't know. But zebras do exist. Yeah, that's that. Okay. That'll get us through the week, I hope. Yeah, at least two days. You guys have 48 hours, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <It's at work. laughs> 
Anyhow, we'll you see have, you Friday. Should we threaten them? <laughs> we'll fucking kill you. Just kidding. I don't think we're allowed to do that. Please come back. We love no. you and we'll hold you dearly. <laughs> come Friday, okay? Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, okay. have a good week. We'll see you Friday. Okay. Bye. <laughs>